Hello everyone. I Gunika Khurana welcome you all to my podcast channel. Back to basics with Gunika season 2. I know you have been waiting for quite some time for my next episode but trust me the wait is so worth it because I'll be sharing my learnings from India's book of answers over the next few podcasts which will satisfy all the cravings of my learner community most of us know that the gita was first compiled by sage ved vyas and written by the lord of wisdom ganesha but it was adi shankara the philosopher and theologian from the 8th century who revealed the greatness of the gita to the world not only in india alone but great people across the whole wide world have come over and over again to gita to navigate some of the finest and important life lessons the gita was first translated into english by charles wilkins in 1785 and published by the british east india company great scholars and world leaders like mahatma gandhi ralph waldo emerson and martin luther king were greatly influenced by the words of gita its timeless wisdom and the secular nature of its content the gita is relevant even today and is respected for its incomparable value to date delving deeper into this value of the bhagavad gita let's continue with our journey and begin this podcast in the last episode i covered the sankhya yoga and the karma yoga in which lord krishna primarily tries to remove the delusions of arjun by giving him the knowledge of the supreme self and his duties today we will focus on the next two chapters chapter 4 gyan yoga and chapter 5 karma sanyas yoga Imam Vivaswate Yogam Prokta Vanham Vyayam Vivaswan Manve Praha Manu Rikshavake Abravit Lord Krishna said I taught this eternal science of yoga to the sun god Vivaswan who passed it on to Manu and Manu in turn instructed it to Ikshavaku In the first verse of Gyan Yoga Shri Krishna establishes the credibility and importance of the spiritual wisdom he is bestowing on Arjun. Arjun was in a confused state of mind and wondering whether Krishna was making it all up for convincing him to fight the battle. Gathering this from his face, Shri Krishna informs Arjun that the knowledge being imparted to him is not newly created for the convenience of motivating him into battle it is the same eternal science of yoga that he originally taught to vivaswan or surya the sun god who imparted it to manu the original progenitor of human kind and manu in turn taught it to ikshavaku the first king of the solar dynasty this is the descending process of knowledge where someone who is a perfect authority on the knowledge passes it down to another who wishes to know 
in the throne room at Hastinapur, King Dhritarash was no less than astonished at Krishna's words. Manu and Ikshavaku were the forefathers of Prince Ram of Ayodhya, kings of the ancient past, who had passed thousands of years ago. How could Krishna have told them anything? This is because Krishna is not an ordinary man. He is a little unusual. He is everything. He is the God. He also explains to Arjun that whenever righteousness steps and unrighteousness begins to rule the roost, God sends forth himself by his choice. Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyutthanam adharmasya tadatmanam shajamayam Sounds familiar, right? This is one of the most common shlokas from the Bhagavad Gita. He said, Whenever there is a decline in righteousness and an increase in unrighteousness, O Arjun, at that time I manifest myself on earth. As per Hindu mythology, it is believed that Lord Vishnu has come down to earth nine times in the past to keep this promise to mankind. 1. The giant fish Matasya 2. Giant sea turtle Kurma 3. The giant boar Varaha 4. The fierce man-lion Narasimha 5. The midget priest Vaman 6. The angry young axeman Parshuram 7. Righteous king of Ramayan Ram 8. The flute-playing prankster, the darling of all maidens, and Arjun's BFF, our own Gita teller, Krishna, and 9. The royal sage, Siddharth Gautam, Dambud. It may sound like a random list, but the cool and the interesting part is, science has proven that it is actually not. The order of these 10 avatars or Dash avatar, with the 10th being come to set in our age, Kalki, the horseman, brandishing a blazing sword, actually holds the secret of the evolution of man. It is now a widely accepted scientific fact that the life began in water, then the amphibians, after which came the boar, the mammal. The next three avatars are similar to the great apes, early men, and then Homo sapiens, which actually Charles Darwin stated in his evolution theory almost 4,000 years later than it was written in our books. Sounds magical, doesn't it? Something which everyone thought to be just a part of an imaginary mythological story finds its basis in scientific theories. Lord Krishna also tells Arjun that God and good will always find a way. Even though the world around us often seems to be full of selfish, angry and hateful people and most of them seem to be more successful and more powerful than the good guys, we will always have admiration, respect and love for someone who is good kind and unselfish. 
while it is often easier to follow the first path we are happy and more at peace and satisfied when we have been good to others and it is not that difficult to be good all we need to do is make a list of all the people we admire it could be anyone from great leaders to our house helps anyone who has a good quality that we want to imbibe in us and next to their name write two good qualities about them then we can try to follow their example every time we get really mad at someone for treating us wrong pause for a moment take several deep breaths and then think about what the people on our list would have done in a similar situation and we have to do the same so to summarize things and make it easy for us god isn't someone or something that is outside us for us as students our actions are our god and all we have to do is connect with him when we try to be like the good people on our list we are connecting to the god in our actions in this chapter Lord Krishna also tells Arjun to just keep his faith and do his work. He also said that as long as the action is right, he accepts all of them in the same spirit. Of course, having faith isn't enough. We should also be prepared to back the faith up with tons of hard work and do our work with no expectation of reward. For example, If we wish to become a scientist one day we will have to work a lot at science but at the same time doing our primary duty as a student as well that is paying attention to all our subjects such an effort will need everything self discipline many sacrifices and of course a lot of faith and that is the recipe for happiness Chapter 5 Karma Sanyas Yoga But Arjun was still not convinced he said but Krishna what if i abandon this war and become a renunciant it was then that krishna ji explained to arjun that ceasing performing action is not an option through this chapter anashritah karma phalam karyam karma karoti yah स संयासी च योगी च न निरग्निर्न चाक्रिया द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड सेड दोज हु परफॉर्म प्रिस्क्राइब्ड ड्यूटीज विदाउट डिजायरिंग द रिजल्ट ऑफ देयर एक्शंस आर एक्चुअल संयासीज और रिनंसियंस एंड योगीज नॉट दोज हु हैव मेयरली सीज्ड परफॉर्मिंग सैक्रिफाइसेज सच एज अग्निहोत्री यज्ञ और अबैंडन्ड बॉडिली एक्टिविटीज who are true yogis and who are true sanyasis there is much confusion in this regard people say this swami ji is phalhari one who eats only fruits and nothing else and so he must be an elevated yogi this baba ji or renunciant is dudhari one who subsides on milk alone and hence he must be an even higher yogi This Guruji is Pavanhari, one who does not eat but only lives on the breath, and so he must definitely 
be god realized however shri krishna dismisses all these concepts he says that such external acts of ascetism do not make anyone either a sanyasi or a yogi those who can renounce the fruits of their actions are the true renunciants and yogis he also mentions that renunciation does not mean walking away from the action it actually is doing the action wholeheartedly and without any expectation for reward duty is an obligation for which we can be punished but responsibility is an option and a heavy burden at that however responsibilities are sacred so successful people do shashap and shoulder it without caring about the results as a student doing our lessons with full concentration is our duty being respectful to our teachers is our duty reaching every class on time is our duty wearing the right uniform is our duty however let's say we have been elected on the council then being a role model to every student becomes our responsibility behaving well with all the students even when no teacher is watching becomes our responsibility stopping the bully in the class even if she is our friend becomes our responsibility further in this chapter krishna ji also suggests with authority that all creatures are equal and they should be treated equally vidya vine sampane brahmane gavi hastini shuni chaiva swapake cha panditah samadarshinah the truly learned with the eyes of divine knowledge are with equal vision a brahman a cow an elephant a dog or an outcast why do we differentiate between people can't people with completely different natures live together of course they can why don't the black and the white keys on the piano do just the same and produce beautiful music in perfect harmony even michael jackson a famous singer songwriter had his unique way of conveying the same message in a song black or white he urged his listeners to understand that it was not the color or race that made people different but what they are in their hearts and minds once you understand this anyone could become your brother or sister it would not really matter whether they are black or white hard to disagree huh so with this i come to the end of this episode in the next few episodes i will keep on sharing my learnings from the other chapters of shrimad bhagavad gita till then stay safe and make a genuine attempt to become the true yogi so stay tuned and don't forget to share for more enriching podcasts till then take care and stay safe